Welcome to Steak Time, your home for the finest steaks on Turbo. Got my man down there, the Code Kid. What's up? Hey, I got a code for you. Let's hear it. Turn your grill up to 400 degrees uh-huh. and then throw down one of those ribeyes. Oh, that's cheating on them foods. I would never cheat on food. I am faithful to food. I'll uh, never drink Soylent. <laughs> Until they sponsor the show, and then you're going to guzzle Soylent. Uh, for an hour straight, and then we're gonna just see what happens. I honestly, like I, I'm the kind of guy who I can eat the same thing every day mm-hmm. forever. Uh, and I considered Soylent for like a moment, yeah, but I can't have vitamin K because it interacts with my my medication ah. too bad. And it, the thing about Soylent is it has a hundred percent of everything, and it's just like, well, but aren't people out there like custom mixing their own Soylent derivatives? You could theoretically, yeah, I could like, like hack my Soylent, but yeah, at that point, biohacking, CRISPR, use CRISPR, injected into your muscle, and you know, biohack. Have you seen that the dude here in San Francisco who was straight up like genetically modifying DNA and injecting it into himself? No, yeah, it's biohacking. I'm anti-biohacking. Yeah, I'm pro. Biomodding, mm-hmm. like you know, if you want to put a cool screen in your like arm that is your phone, right? Yeah, like that's cool, right? But altering your DNA—that's where you draw the line. That's where I draw the line. You're on, that's on the other line of the bioethics uh, thing. I just think it's eventually going to lead to uh, Metal Gear villains mm-hmm. or a virus that just jumps from person to person and actually kills us all. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it'll kill the weak. Well, then, what's the problem? No, I, that's, yeah. I, mm, this mm. show is pro-weaklings. That's right. As a weakling, I can say that, uh, that we are definitely pro-weaklings. Hello, everyone. This is the, the show uh, where you get to call in and talk about things that you want to talk about, like how Metal Gear, Gear Solid 2 is the greatest of all Metal Gear Solid games. Uh, we deal in facts. Sorry, so. I was over here um, doing my producer duties, and I, I couldn't hear what you said, but it probably wasn't important, so we can just move on and talk about why Metal Gear Solid 3 is the best Metal Gear game. Let's talk about the moments of Metal Gear Solid 2 that make it the greatest game ever. The part, the part where you run around in a gray oil tanker. That part's really good. Um, the part where you don't play as Solid Snake is an amazing twist, one of gaming's best. Sure. Uh... The part where the reality of it starts to fall apart a little bit at the end in ways that make you question what the hell is really going on, I think I is need well scissors. told. Six, yeah. 61. That part is good. Yeah. And it plays well, and you can shoot ice cubes and do all that fun stuff. <coughs> it's a shame that it's just a copy of a better game. No. No. Anyway, we take your calls and our questions from the chat. Uh, and let's see here. I'll, I've got a couple of chat questions, but uh, yeah, if you want to um, hit us up on Discord, the account name is there uh, in the, in the chat there. Yeah, we got a we got a new name. That's right, a new name. Um, but if you might already be friends with it, because I think it's technically the same account, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. See here. Um, uh, Eric uh, Eric Styler of five says uh, with PUBG. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds coming to the Xbox in about three weeks. Could it be? Oh man, scrolling. What the hell happened? Could it be the better version since it won't have all the hacking problems currently plaguing the PC version? I don't know. I I don't think that they're gonna do the right by the interface in that game. I think that's gonna be kind of a hassle to deal with. So I I don't know how that's gonna go. Um, but I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see on that one. Um, 
I don't think I want to play that game with a controller, but at the same time, if everyone's on a controller, maybe it'll end up being okay, but it just seems like a weird fit. Um, we'll kind of see how it goes. I don't know. For what it's worth, I have not encountered much hacking on the PC, and I, I don't know where that's at. I assume it's still bad. Uh, I was talking to one Will Smith about it, and he brought up that it seems to happen a lot more at higher ranking. So if you're better at the game, you're going to get matched in with the people that are cheating, uh, which seems like the a, a bad problem. So hopefully they will continue working on that. Uh, Azure Gale says, has anyone tried out Animal Crossing Pocket Camp? I downloaded it this morning. Here's my here's my hot take. All right, I'm switching to the hot take hot cam. Hot take cam in three, two... I think it's bad. Thanks, Jeff. All right, great. I, it's it's not what I it's not what I want to do in an Animal Crossing game so far. Like it, it, it just the initial stuff of like, here's a campground you can kind of decorate, and you need to decorate it in specific ways to try to get people to come here, and then you can go other places and do. I just, I don't know. It felt like a weird, uh, dark, uh, alternate history adult dark alternate world uh where animal crossing was this monstrous thing with like very visible timers for constructing furniture and all are you an stuff. animal crossing guy yeah okay. i like animal crossing a lot and uh this just so far like you know and granted it's like 20 minutes or something but it is not scratched any of my animal crossing itches at all uh it's it's been it's like such a different thing you got to get leaf tickets if you want to bypass the timers oh. on stuff and that's the paid currency basically uh, though for linking your account, you get a hundred leaf tickets and all this other. I think I have like four hundred leaf tickets. Um, I don't know how far that'll take me, uh, but that seemed weird. Um, Floydio says, "Has Jeff gotten his DNA tested? It's rad. No, because the companies that do DNA testing will turn the results over to the police in the event of uh, them getting a uh, uh, a uh, warrant. That's a weird privacy thing that I just don't." think i want like i just found that out recently and it was like an extra thing of like oh no i, I don't want to i'm not gonna do that it's the same reason i don't want to get any of the amazon like we'll open your door for the delivery person because right yeah yep like no that's... they're also offer they're starting up a, a, a cloud service for the u.s government cool yeah and they want to be able to control your front door uh we got some callers here who uh Great. want to talk say some piece about metal gear great i love um, metal gear we have solid some two. breaking Metal Gear Solid news actually coming in hot from a, a tipster here mm-hmm. in the chat. An online tipster. Uh, hello, you're on the air. Did hello? You... Hello. Who, who is this? Where are you calling from? Hi, it's uh, Radu from Romania. Second time, third time caller, I think. Hi, Radu. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Let's, 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 see, let's talk about Metal Gear. Let's chop it up. So Metal Gear Solid 3 HD was just released for the NVIDIA Shield. Yeah. After they released Metal Gear Solid 2 for the NVIDIA Shield in August, I think. Mm -hmm. So how does this happen with Konami being Konami? And why or will Metal Gear Solid 4 ever escape the PlayStation 3? That's a that's a good question. Yeah, thanks for your call. I, I think uh, that stuff happens because Konami is in a in a position where it has games done that it can license out or port or whatever, and pay studios to do that port work or whatever, um, and and make things happen that way. It's a lot easier to do that work and just kind of you know make money off of your existing portfolio uh, than it is to you know build games from the ground up. Um, 
And I, I don't know. Maybe that happens. Maybe did those games comes to Android already, right? Because the Shield is an Android device. Right. So the work might have already been done. Uh, it's also possible that NVIDIA being in a position to want their platform to get off the ground is kind of going around and looking to do deals to make sure that it's just more games come to their platform to entice people to get it. And those are those are big enough games. Yeah, like, you know, it, it's it's like, oh, hey, I haven't played Metal Gear Solid 3 in a long time. I should go back and play the best Metal Gear game again. And so you go back and you just happen to have it on the shield. Why not play it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see... I could see that being a thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, the, honestly, like ports to mobile when like San Andreas was getting ported to phones and then that version ended up somehow getting backported to the Xbox. Like It was just, it's just weird stuff with phone games and, and how all that stuff happens. But I, I envision it's just like, hey, Konami can make relatively easy money uh, by just kind of porting its work around. Um, so you would hope that that would eventually someday lead to MGS4 making its way to additional platforms. But I also wouldn't be surprised if I mean, honestly, the PS3 architecture is pretty different uh, from a lot of other stuff. So bringing that work elsewhere probably requires significant effort. Um, and, you know, that that might make it harder for, for it to go other places. Um, that's my guess. But, but yeah. Uh, got an anonymous uh, thing here from someone. It says just, I, and I, I can't speak to the veracity of it says just got back from play tasting play testing anthem it's definitely destiny all right let's take that for whatever it's worth i guess i don't know um i've uh so so the thing about dipping back into metal gear here uh-huh, yeah uh, the thing about two so i the the events or the the i played metal gear solid two first that was my first metal gear game okay. then i played three four then one so I lost a bit of the, you know, like, oh, sh-, like that moment where right, it was where just, it's just like, like, this isn't Solid Snake. Yeah. So um, uh, we have a caller here who actually played two first in the franchise and it's their favorite. So I just kind of wanted to get their opinion on, on what makes it their favorite, even though they don't have that reverence mm-hmm. uh, in the same way that you or other people who played it at the time do. Hello, caller. Caller, go ahead. Hello. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Where are you at? Yeah, this is Bart from Toronto. Hey, Toronto Bart. Let's talk about MGS2. Yeah. It's the, it's the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the best. Definitely yeah. the best. And, uh... Um, yeah. What do you got? It's, like... Yeah, so, like, just for context, uh, I played MGS2 for the first time in, like, 2010. I was, like, around, like, I think 12 or 13 at the time. Okay. I was, like, in vacation. And um, the only thing I knew about Metal Gear was, like, the stuff I knew from, like, Smash Brothers Brawl. Like, like Snake and all the Kodak conversations. That's, that's a weird way into yeah, the franchise. That's too. an even weirder <laughs> way into the franchise, maybe. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, so um, when I first started playing, I, just, like, saw my cousin had MGS2. I'm like, oh, this is that stealth game where you play a snake. I should just play it. And then, like, for, like, the next... A few hours, I was like, "What the hell is going on? Like, who's this blonde guy with, and like this fat man and vamp? Like, they're talking about the Patriots. They sound like the Illuminati. Like, it just blew my mind as like a kid." Yeah, that's it's it's and a really like, crazy game. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I love it. Yeah, and um, what I wanted to ask, and like, um, would you ever think a video game will ever do something like the Riding Twist again? 
or have you like heard of a video game that has that has done a ride twist again? Because um, I've been thinking, like, what if in Uncharted Four, like, like this doesn't happen, obviously, but what if like Drake died in the beginning, you just played the the whole game as Sam, or like in the new God of War, Kratos dies in the beginning, or he's and you just play as his kid, like, how crazy right. would that be? Or is it just like with like the internet and social media nowadays, it's just like way too hard to keep that a secret. I think it's it's really hard. It, it, yeah, the the way people talk about spoilers and the, and the way that stuff happens, uh, it it does get really hard to keep that stuff a secret. Yeah. Uh, thanks for your call. It's 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 um, huh. There's a game right now that I'm not going to talk about that does some stuff with characters uh, that that I found to be pretty good and reminded me of some of that stuff a little bit. Yeah. Um. But also, you know, Halo 2 uh, was the other big one around that time. It was less of like a, you know, it wasn't like, oh, this character's not in the game. You know, Halo 2 was more of like you switch back and forth between uh, Master Chief and the Arbiter. And that was just as revelatory at the time of just like this really crazy, like, oh, you you think that that franchise is all about the Master Chief. Why would you ever play as anyone else? And so that at the time was was something they very much wanted to keep secret, uh, as with the MGS2 stuff. Like they they made people go to them to review that game and and play it in a locked room and all other stuff. So when, when people came back from reviewing it uh, and they were like, there's some crazy stuff in that game. I pulled, I forget, was it Amir or Greg? Anyway, pulled someone in my office and said, you need to tell me what's going on in this game. And they said, you, you don't play as Solid Snake. It was fucking crazy and i was instantly like more excited for that game um as someone who was you know like mgs1 was cool but not you know like i didn't think the gameplay was particularly anything special like i was going into mgs2 kind of going like well all these trailers look good but if it's still gonna like play like those other games like i don't know that that's gonna be enough and then they just went and made it crazy and it was it was that 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 realization that like oh kojima is the right kind of nuts kojima is the type of person that will really fuck with his fan base and and i i came to really appreciate that most of all yeah. about him and the and the games that he made um makes made i don't know <clears throat> he he you know he gets a lot of crap as being an auteur mm-hmm. and, and, and over the top but he has all the things which with come with that that come with that which is placing artistic value above the desires of a fan base which in video games is incredibly rare. Yeah. Like, cause they're so, so co- more corporate than, than like indie movies or other things where you see like main, mainstream art kind of. Yeah. Pushed. Especially at, at a game that large. Yeah. You know, that, that's the thing is, you know, we're seeing more and more smaller team games do a lot of very personal stories and, and a lot of stuff like that. But, but yeah, at that scale, you just don't see it. Uh, here's a there's a Brinty in the chat who says, just wanted to remind you, MGS5 is Peace Walker. MGS5 is specifically MGS, MGSV. MGS... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, speaking of Peace Walker, I don't know, are you ready for another call? All right, let's 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 uh, let's do it. We've got a, a really hot take uh, when it comes to what is the best Metal Gear game. And that comes in from our next caller. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Yes, it is. It is you. Uh, what's your name? Where are you at? Uh, this is Christopher from Connecticut. Hey, Christopher. What's uh, What's on your mind? I hear you've. I want to. I want to build you up too much here, but I hear you've got a scorching take. All right. So there are a few things I want to talk about, but in terms of the scorching take, 
that is uh, my first Metal Gear, and my favorite Metal Gear is Peace Walker for the PSP. All right. Yeah. No, I mean, like, what's it like to just have a clinically wrong opinion? <laughs> uh, I mean, here's the thing I think Metal Gear Solid 1 would be the best if it was on, like, if it was made in a generation that wasn't, like, complete garbage. Mm, yeah. It's, I think it's like Metal Gear Solid 1 has the best basis, but. It's the most, like, rooted it, in. It needs a remake. Yeah. Yeah, well, they they tried Twin Snakes and then yeah. just somehow made and, more anime or something, right? And then Metal Gear Solid Two, I think it it had the best story, like it had the best balance between being like wacky and like sort of serious. Yeah, but I just think it, in terms of a game, it wasn't that like interesting. There's just a lot of annoying stuff gameplay wise. Mm-hmm. So what is it about Peace Walker specifically that like draws you to it today? Uh I think well I think part of it is I'm the type of person who likes playing like freaking like samurai warriors. So mm-hmm. like that tells you Okay, yeah. so you're a you're uh, a crazy person. Okay. <laughs> yes, that makes this whole yes. thing make way more sense. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean it's I and I think the, the the characters I just felt were like very interesting. It had like Hot Coldman. First one. My favorite yes, Hot Coldman, my favorite character. Hot Coldman name. is such a great name. Um <laughs> So what did you think about Phantom Pain then being like like kind of <sighs> taking some cues from Peace Yeah, Walker? like that's why I was expecting Phantom Pain to be my favorite. I was like so hyped for that. I started off like initially I just thought it was going to be awful. But mm-hmm. then like the more I watched trailers for that, I was just like I was falling in love. And then when it came out, it was like I realized, no, this isn't what I want it to be. Because it's, I don't know, I've, I just felt like it it didn't expand upon the ideas of Peace Walker mm-hmm. in the ways it should have. Mm. like yeah. it, i i felt like it didn't go as deep into the base building stuff i think if it had gone deeper into that and the story hadn't fallen apart it would have been a lot better yeah cool all right well, also i just want oh yeah uh, go ahead one last thing, i wanted to get your th- thoughts on uh, the, uh wwe stuff this weekend if you watched any of that uh, I, thanks for your call. Uh, no, I, I didn't really see any of that stuff. I, uh, I saw the NXT stuff and don't watch enough NXT to really be up on those characters and what they're doing or any of that stuff. And then I didn't catch Survivor Series at all. It just seemed like a pretty throwaway kind of thing since it doesn't really advance any storylines. It's just like, and, and the concept of just like, here, well, I mean, the, the reality of it of like, here are all these independent contractors that have to pretend to pledge like fealty to this br- sub brand that is both owned by the same company. Like the whole thing just takes the storylines and throws it aside in a way that like I could be okay with, but not the way they executed it. So I just I don't know. I just didn't really care. Um, and and was I was out. So there's some stuff that I thought like, oh, maybe I'll go back and watch it. But then I read what the show was and was just like, ah, that's. I'm okay. Maybe I don't need to go back and watch that after all. Um, that was our scorching hot take of the week. Scorching. Uh, uh, and it turns out it hot was a it was week. a secret, a double secret scorching hot take 
where he slipped in that bit about the PlayStation being garbage. <laughs> well, the whole generation. Yeah, the whole generation. Because I was like, whoa, that's actually the hot... I th- I, and I thought uh, I thought when you said you had a caller with controversial Metal Gear opinions, it was going to be... Acid. That, yeah, acid. Or actually, I thought it was going to be Rising, saying that oh. Rising is the best game. Ooh. To which I say, actually, kind of. Hmm. Actually, maybe. Worst sort of. story. Best mm, game. That little dumbest, boy with dumbest. the accent. Oh, you're right. That is that is bad. <laughs> um, but I appreciate the story in that game for what it is. I appreciate is. all of Raiden's stuff, and I appreciate uh, that one guy who's not Vamp, yeah. but is basically Vamp, kind of. Yeah. The, and he's got, like, the metal arms. You fight him in front of a skyscraper. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and the whole last boss. Yes, the entire last boss. Ripped from the headlines. Uh, let's see here. I'm out of grapes. You're out of grapes? At least good ones. Oh, you just got bad grapes yeah, over there? Bad grapes. That's, that's a, this episode sponsored by Good Grapes. Good grapes. They're good. That's a good slogan. Yeah. Yeah, they really fucking... It they, nails it. It yeah. has the repetition and uh-huh. also the core message. Until they spent like a ton of time. I bet they paid millions of dollars to come <laughs> up with that. And it seems like something you wouldn't just, just happen into... Wouldn't fall out of your mouth that way. Uh, Dark uh, Dark Aileron uh, says, Why are the older Metal Gear games never a part of the best of conversations? The MSX game should at least be acknowledged. They're such different things, you know? Yeah. And, and I I really liked the... When, when it came out to the NES, like, I really, really liked Metal Gear when it first came out. I thought that was a cool fucking game. Uh, and, and then hearing that, like, oh, wow, it's crazy that that these games were based on these MSX games that are actually like a little bit deeper and crazier, but also like better localized when they're, you know, uh, in, in ways that make them Kojima crazy instead of localization crazy. Um, yeah, that stuff is, uh, is rad. Like metal gear two is really neat. Uh, as, as well, like th- those are both, uh, those are both good games, but I, but I, they're such different things. It's, it's kind of hard to, like fit them into this list because it's just the the generation gap is so huge like you know the, there's elements of those games that certainly make their way forward into the solid games right. but it's not you know it's a little it's a little different yeah little different. i bounced off those hard because they're I, I bought that hd bundle oh, that's right and yeah. they were included in there and yeah. i just mm, couldn't get past like the first few screens it takes some dedication like i i think that the, maybe those games are hard to go back to sure um <clears throat> if you don't have any kind of nostalgia for the first metal gear um, I mean, in the U.S., that's kind of all we had is that NES Metal Gear. So if you don't even have that, like, I think it would be tough to to really to really go back to that stuff. Um, hmm. Let's see. Mm. Oh. What you got? Uh, what you got over there? The Belgium. Okay, yeah, I saw a thing. F- friend of the site Bryn just said the ruling came out. Loot boxes are gambling now. The Minister of Justice says the mix of gaming and gambling is quote dangerous. It's an autoplay ad. Oh, uh, is that it? Is that the full? I, I closed it because I didn't want oh. that ad to keep playing. Okay, fair enough. Because the only thing sponsoring this program is good grapes. What about bad grapes? Bad grapes can fuck off. Wow. That's... I hate bad grapes. I hate bad brains. Not a bad, not, not a bad brain thing. Yeah. Eh, they're fine. Yeah, they're okay. It's, it's not really my thing. No. You know? But, you know, what are you going to do? 
Um, Jedi KV says, do you think a balance in microtransactions versus consumer choice was made with Titanfall 2? All cosmetic, no loot boxes, buy what you want. I don't know that that's something that they necessarily set out to do. I think just different companies have different approaches to how they want to sell their stuff. And, uh, you know, with you, when you look at what Titanfall is and, you know, a competitive shooter, like, you know, the, the balance of that game is, is paramount. So, uh, I think it just makes sense to go that route with those games. I, I, I think if, if, you know, if battlefront could have gone in the cosmetic route, I think that that would have been a better choice too, because they probably would have had that box checked and think about what the progression would have been if it was just based on what's a good way to progress through this this game. And they probably never would have done the boxes to begin with. You probably would have accelerated along a track and been like, okay, level two, you get this gun. Level nine, you get this class. Never, you know, and, and have it go that way instead of saving up credits and all this other bullshit that they had that they that they got into. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got a a call semi semi on topic. Let's say all right. Uh, you know, Metal Gear is a series that is well-loved for the over-the-top um, bosses. Okay. Uh, and so we've got a caller here who, who has a boss-related question. All right. Call, Hello. Caller, go ahead. Hello. Hello. Hi. Where are you at? Where are you, uh, where are you calling from? Hi, this is Adam from Toronto. Hello, Adam. What's, uh, what's on your mind with these bosses? Um... So something I've kind of noticed in like the past year or so, maybe even before that, is boss fights are kind of making a comeback. Because mm-hmm. for a while, when like COD was a big thing, it seemed like the only option for dealing with like big villains was a cutscene, a QTE, or have them get in the helicopter for fifty cent to shoot down. Mm-hmm. But with this year, like it seems like there have been enough creative and sort of cool ones to have like a decent like game of the year category if you wanted to. But is that sort of like a side effect of the Call of Duty bubble bursting? Is it like is this even a good thing? Hmm. I you know my my gut reaction my my first reaction to your question is that this is the fault of stuff like Dark Souls, hmm. um, that and, and Demon Souls, well you know or Demon Souls whatever you want to say, but uh but that. You know, difficulty came back into games, uh, and and that to me is why I think you're seeing encounter design and and maybe even boss encounters that that have some real challenge to them or, or different mechanics and and stuff like that because you know the I think just enough people got a taste for that type of difficulty to want to engage in in that type of behavior where yeah you know and and, and but maybe you're right maybe it is just like the campaigns and stuff of first person shooters don't always lend themselves super well to boss encounters because you're trying to tell a realistic story and like how many times can you pump bullets into the bad guy before it's just like, man, he should have been dead a zillion times by now. Um, so they kind of, you know, the, the subject matter maybe paints them into a corner a little bit where, yeah, like you said, you know, you end up in just some dumb vehicle fight, uh, man versus helicopter or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, you can look to Dark Souls and the popularity of those games as leading to more and more developers feeling comfortable putting challenging things in their games and and also, you know, just, just being willing to be like a, l- a little less hand-holdy and not spelling out quite as much stuff with, you know, regards to some of their encounters and stuff as well. Um, I think that's, you know, even as someone who doesn't especially like the Dark Souls games, I really appreciate what 
I think of as like what those games have done to gaming at large um, in terms of just like, hey, let's let's not be afraid to really trust the player a little more and, and, and trust that they'll be able to figure some stuff out. I think some games go too far or, or it's not that they go too far. It's that they're difficult in, in the wrong ways. Sometimes we talk about challenge and and we talk about difficulty a lot and in terms of especially stuff like Wolfenstein and, and Nier and, and stuff like that in terms of just like, oh, just play it on easy and blast through it. It's not like the challenge isn't fun anymore. And I think that's, it's hard because it's more than just like adjusting numbers, right? It's, it's, it's like developing um, confrontations and situations in games that force players to kind of step out of the thing they've been doing for the last six hours or whatever. And some games are just better suited to do that than others, I think. Yeah, uh, like another thing that I sort of noticed is that like a lot of problems with like endings in games is that they just force a boss fight in there for no reason. Yeah, like Bioshock is an infinite, like an infamous example where like um, the personification of corrupt libertarianism becomes a giant fireman and you have to dodge his attacks three times to beat him. Yeah, and that's the end of the game. And like yeah. that's sort of coming back too in this new wave, like that really awful final battle in Quantum Break. Oh man! And um, <clears throat> I think Quantum Break just gets so much wrong in terms of just like what that game could have been. Yeah. Um. That that yeah. Like it, it's hard to even lay the fault of like it's it's hard to even lay it at the feet of the boss fight because like yeah that is a like I had forgotten completely about it but that that is a pretty bad moment. But man, I just. Really good run from start in the chat, the Path of Neo, where Mega yeah. Smith shows up, and then the credits are, they like say, like, hey, it's uh, the, the Wachowski's here. here. Yeah. Uh, the end of the movie is not a good video game, so here's this. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good just being willing to just come up with a weird <laughs> thing. Uh, that's a really good moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, the boss fights came back because, or, or, you know, like those types of encounters came back because of stuff like dark souls having some amount of popularity like like those people i think saw like oh maybe players actually want something that that steps outside the box that isn't just like a cinematic moment or something like that that's my guess cool okay yeah all right thanks for your call right, thanks yeah and and nothing and you get the question whoa. you get and you whoa. like it that's right i meant to cut to me you sharpling that guy um now back to Jeff. Yeah. Hi. Uh let's see here. Uh Ash Bash says, Do you think we'll see any Death Stranding either at the Game Awards or at the PlayStation Experience this year? I I don't think so. I don't think I don't think Do you the take impression that I get is that game is still super duper early. Yeah. Uh yeah, because I mean, when they were pitching, when when Sony signed that game, there was no game. I don't think you know they, they kind of just said, "Hey, we're doing a deal with Kojima," right? Uh, it goes on to say, "Do you take notice of the Game Awards? How do you feel about the focus on game announcements over actual awards at the Game Awards?" I don't know. I, I don't really uh, like we're a, we're a voting publication for the Game Awards this year, so like we put together a list of games for the categories and sent them off, and I think we have to pick winners and send that off um, today or tomorrow. Um, and I, I like the idea of an awards broadcast that brings together multiple publications and outlets and all that other stuff. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, it's cool to have like a voice of the industry, like, yeah, but the problem you get there is like, 
I feel like the lowest common denominator always kind of wins. Not not necessarily in a bad way, but it's just kind of like, yeah, maybe I I don't know. I I I don't remember enough of who wins what on in on that thing to to. Really I have say. a real solid feeling that Mario is a shoe in. Oh yeah, I I bet I bet you're right because it's going to be like either one or two on most people's list, and that's going to be enough. Well, so it's 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 not a one or a two two. Oh, it's, it's, it's just a, it's pick winner. It's just okay. a straight vote. Uh, so I actually think it's either going to be that or Battlegrounds. That's my guess. Um, when I think about the number of publications voting, like that seems like how that goes. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, like at the, at the same time, I think they have a lot of categories around genres, and and I just don't think of games that way anymore. Really, um, at least on on a regular basis. So I, I think yeah, some like of that what's stuff. What's an adventure feels, game now? Right. Like here's an action game. Here's a you know best you know like like some of that stuff feels well i mean if you look at the oscars they don't even know because like comedy and musical are loops together yeah that's just like that's sad um but yeah i don't know i i think that uh that thing you know as as you know back from when when they were doing it for spike tv and now you know it's a separate independent thing um i think that that stuff can be cool uh i think that sometimes it it is a little goofy in spots. It's hard to get that thing right, like tonally, uh, especially if you're having to satisfy sponsors and do, and do all this other stuff. I think it's really hard to put that show together. And also, I think award shows are kind of inherently bad. So it's it's sort of, you know, people like to talk shit about that award show all the time, but also every award show sucks. So at least this one has like content I care about between the like, well, what what are the what what one. And then also the, you know, some some number of new announcements. It feels like the announcements are, are like less of a thing as the years go on because uh, it's not on television anymore. You know, it's not it's a separate thing. So, you know, it, it being a web broadcast, I think, probably impacts the ability of that thing to attract like the the big reveals. Um, I remember watching the first. It was either the first or the second VGAs. Mm-hmm. Um, and. It was like just about to start, and my mom walked in, and she's like, "What are you watching?" I was like, "Oh, it's like a video game award show." And she's like, "Oh, that's that's cool. I'll check this out." And it started with like a five minute montage of the girls of DOA in like a waterfall. Yeah, and I was just like, "Okay, this is <laughs> this is this is great," but like it just shows that it's come come a long way in how we celebrate video games. Yeah, well, you know, keep. I think some of that, you know, you, I think you have to give. Uh, Jeff Keighley some credit yes. for like I I, I suspect that he, the, the show now is probably closer to what he has always wanted it to be totally but when you're airing a show on fucking Spike TV Spike TV is going to be Spike TV and they're going to try to attract TV ratings so suddenly it's like well what celebrities can we get on this thing it's like what do they have to do with video games it doesn't matter it's got what Jack Black to carry Tim Schafer out on yeah a... which at least Jack Black was in a fucking game yeah. so you know like that stuff made some amount of sense um, but yeah I, I don't know I think the problems that the the old VGAs had um, speaking to people that worked on that show, uh, you know, there were a lot of people that worked on that show over the years and, and I've talked to a few of them over the years. Uh, they say that that thing was a fucking struggle because of the network wanting sure. ratings and, yeah. and when, what that meant, you know, uh, in terms of like trying to make something that was like faithful and honest to people that like video games. So I, I, I get it. It's a fucking hard problem to solve. Um, so Yeah. When is the uh, when are the awards? Uh, a couple of weeks here. I think it's like the it's, it's like the a little bit before the PlayStation Experience. Okay, so it's like the seventh. Like I don't know. Yeah, I actually don't know. 
Um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. You got anything over there? Uh, not yet. Takayama-sama says, please tell Ben I downloaded Onion Hotel and what the fuck is this game? Yeah. Million mm-hmm. Onion Hotel. Million Onion and Hotel. I'm going to, I'm going to. It's, it's a fairly, uh, I'll, I'll speak a little bit about it just because I don't want to give anything away, but it's, it's a puzzler. It's a sort of match three meets whack-a-mole thing where onions are popping out in a five by five grid and you okay. want to make lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you clear lines, the story progresses and as the story progresses, things get weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot of tapping. Lot of tapping, lot okay, of okay. All right, I'm, I've I've gotten pretty good at. It's not a clicker, phone but you need those clicker skills. Okay, all right. I'm ruining my hands by playing these da- goddamn clickers. I'm ruining my hands with uh, Rivals of Aether mm. this weekend. I, I I participated in a little online tournament. Yeah, and by the end of it, I was just like, oh, this is the thing where that like melee players talk about where they're destroying their hands. Uh, it's it's a little easier with with an Xbox controller rather than right. like a GameCube controller. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm still like okay, I'm gonna have to stretch. I'm gonna have to do like hand stretches if I want to do this. Like, mm-hmm. it was it was a weird feeling of like oh, video games are actually hurting me. Yeah, it's a weird. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> I'm also getting old. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the thing that happens. Uh, JS Kovic says Metal Gear Acid. Yes or no. I never played it. Yeah, it's I. I like the aesthetic, um, but I don't like card games, so it's kind of a hard balance. Uh, Doritos, Doritos, Doritos says, "When is hardware cheating?" I recently got the Samsung thirty-two-nine monitor. And came across a blog post where Overwatch devs say they don't allow ultra wide and multi monitor setups because it is considered an unfair advantage. But Razer Gear isn't. Uh, I don't know what Razer Gear is. That something specific? I don't know. I don't know what that would. Anyway. Uh, well, I mean, there's like there's stuff like that sound card, right? Where it will yeah. give you like positional right. That's feedback. that Sound Blaster card, which I, I still haven't seen. We, we have. I have one of those. I have one in my computer, but. The setup for that requires you to be on the sa- on a Wi-Fi network with your desktop PC, which is insanity. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think that you know that's a, kind of a weird thing because, yeah, if you see more of the screen than your opponents, then then at some point that could be considered an unfair advantage. Uh, and uh, I would. Be, I, I, I'm, I would understand why uh, why developers might think that way. I think it depends on the game. Some, some games will be fine. You haven't seen like fighting games and stuff like that be forced to 16.9, even on 16.10 monitors because, you know, obviously like it's it's a same screen multiplayer game. You kind of have to be in the same space and you can only get so far away from each other and all that other stuff. Um, so it makes sense for them to maintain those sorts of aspect ratios. Um so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't really. Uh, I, I I'm. I feel like that makes sense. I wouldn't necessarily have the science to back it up in terms of just like, well, here's what that you know additional uh, space on the screen is giving you in terms of visual information and and what you're able to do. But yeah, it seems like pretty obvious that like if you just had a wider field of view, you would you would see people coming that you wouldn't see otherwise. Right. And that that's potentially a problem. So I, I you know I get it. 
Uh, I've got a potential caller lined up. Okay. Um, so let's uh, hit the phone button here. They they have a, a, a this caller has an anecdote and a question, but I, I'm a lot more interested in this anecdote. If you want to take it away, caller. Caller, go ahead. Wichita. Hello, Wichita. Um, what's uh, what's your name? We missed your name there. Over. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Um, my wife has been deaf since she was born, um, mm. and loves Metal Gear. Just freaking loves Metal Gear. Um, the series since Solid has pretty much been voiced for every single line from beginning to end. Yeah, she's never heard the voice acting. Um, I'm kind of conflicted on whether she would like it more or less if she could hear the voice acting. Yeah. Do you think Metal Gear would be better or worse without voice acting? I have come to associate those game, like those characters with those voices yeah. over the years. Like the voice of Solid Snake. Like not just David that... Hayter with Solid Snake, but like Otacon. Right. The, the, um, what's his, not the commissioner. God, what's his name? Uh, the commissioner, Commissioner Gordon. Uh, uh, yeah, the colonel. The colonel. Colonel Campbell. Colonel uh, Campbell. Yeah. I, so so in, in my mind, like those voices are, are like an integral part of uh, – part of that which is why mgs5 which why like phantom pain and stuff ended up being weird i think the the move to Kiefer sutherland was a negative thing it's just yeah. like a, a quiet character I mean, you know like they try to storyline it up in a way where it sort of makes some sense a little bit here and there but um ultimately i just uh like david Hayter voices that character as far as i'm concerned so yeah i, I don't know I, I like but if it, if it was never like that i don't know how i would feel about it I'm a little curious how how your wife gets by playing those games w- without any sound because to me those are extremely oral games. Um, you know, the alert sound is is such a triggering sound for me because like I'll hear it and realize I fucked up. Like, how how does your wife handle like the stealth and 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 that sort of stuff? I'm interested in that. So, other than three, um, the the Soliton radar has always been super helpful for her, right? Oh, yeah. um, and three, she got through it uh, after some trial and error. She's actually pretty good as far as like mowing down enemies. Uh, three, the stealth wise, she wasn't always the greatest at, um, but she has a ton of fun and loved those and loved rising. Um, and uh, we were talking about acid. She has both the acid games and. Um, she really like, she has the art book. She likes the aesthetic. So she's been a pretty huge fan, but, yeah. um, the Soliton radar is pretty much kind of a really good way for that to work, um, without hearing the audio. Uh, but yeah, for me, like going through three, if I couldn't hear the enemies coming up around me, I, I wouldn't be able to do it, but she was able to kind of work around that without much issue. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and then you had a, a question as well. Uh, the question was about the, if the game would be better with oh the right, right right yeah I was uh, losing my before mind. you go yeah. uh give me your best uh liquid snake saying brother uh i could probably do uh liquid ocelot doing brother all right hit me brother it's pretty good yeah i'll take it thanks right. yeah thanks for your call um let's see uh Oh, uh, is it Kamui with zeros on the other side of it? Okamuio? I don't know. Okamuio. Names are hard. Okamario. On, 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 on the internet. Wants to know, what is your review process like? Does the reviewer just write the review and hit publish, or does someone else check the review and maybe argue about the points made <laughs> in it, the score given? 
Um, yeah, Ben, what's it like? It's, I mean, it, it, it's it's good. It's good. It's it's cool. It's very collaborative. Um, I I feel like from what I've seen personally, and from what I've seen, it is the majority of it is you are writing the review by yourself. Yeah. Uh, if you have like specific questions, you're reaching out. But once you're done, you get three, four more more the better people to look at it offer changes um since i'm newer and i have less experience um with reviews overall and it's been a long time since i've been writing regularly Mm. uh my process has been a little more involved uh especially with with one review i'm working on right now there's a lot of back and forth uh but yeah it, it seems it's it's more collaborative than any other place i've worked outside of the new a newsroom where yeah. like people are literally passing around printouts and marking it up with oh, red right, pen right. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it's it's this is kind of grown out of the review process that we've kind of always used for decades now, or, or yeah, over a decade I guess. Um, and it's it's been kind of, you know, if if you yeah, you, they, they, it gets passed around for feedback. Uh, for us at this point, it's usually like whoever's around to read it. Um, like I think. Battlefront uh, went up. I think I might have been the only person to look at it. Maybe Alex also saw it. But, uh, but like, you know, if someone's not around, we usually don't mean like, that's usually not a hold up to getting the review published. Um, depending, unless there's like something like about it that you're like, ah, let's hold off until, you know. Yeah. I think I've definitely been like, let's hold off on this until Alex, Alex can read it because I know he's played this game or. I know he will have smart things to say about it. And sometimes there, uh, it's nice to, there was like a group discussion about a certain, like, oh, how do we address this one thing, right? Like this one thing is obviously a contentious point in the review. Let's hop on Slack and just have like a group discussion mm-hmm. about it. And then the writer will take that feedback and come back. And then, um, you know, it, it's weird with us being in different offices, but it's nice that in this modern age of communication, when it yeah. comes to like, reviewing or plant like planning goty segments and stuff like that it feels incredibly collaborative it feels like we can just talk to our east at any time right that's cool uh yeah yeah and that's you know i don't think the reviews process has ever been like it's never like i disagree with your take on this game and you need to change it like that's it it, oftentimes it'll be like you really like this part because i thought that part was shit and here's why um or something like that and that might lead to a some change or you know or, or something but it, it's it's all kind of part of a larger discussion generally uh apparat asks do you think konami would ever consider to sell the metal gear ip if the price was right i mean if the price was right everything is always for sale yeah everyone's got a price for the million dollar man uh who would buy metal gear disney no i don't know microsoft uh, microsoft yeah uh i don't think they have the money to do it no uh but yeah, I, I platinum. Mean, yeah, platinum. They'll come along and yes, yeah. I, I think if, if the price was right, they would certainly sell it. But that price is probably too out of control for just about anyone. Yeah. To... The the you know games aside, that Metal Gear IP is still worth a lot. Slapping right. Metal Gear on the name of something, a pachinko machine, for example, yeah. or Android ports, or you know, like other stuff like that, like work you can continue to do as the years goes on, even if you weren't making new games. You know, there's future uh, future earnings to consider for sure. Plus, survive is going to take the world by storm. What? What's that? It's like a zombie game. Oh, cool! Zombies are huge. Zombies ain't my neighbor. That's a bummer. Yeah, I'm okay. Oh well, all right then. That's I guess that's less of a bummer. Um, 
Let's see here. What'd you think of the Metal uh the Metal Gear, uh the Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite stuff, Black Widow, Winter Soldier, and Venom? I'm shrugging. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Good. Um, it's it's cool that they're doing a, a bunch of new characters, even though Venom was in Marvel One. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what the game needs. The game needs more unique characters. Sure. I don't know what that game needs. I don't wish know. I didn't have to pay for them, but yeah. Well. Uh, and I think that might do it unless you got anything down there. No, I think we're good. All right. Then let's call it. What are we going to call it? We're going to call it. I don't know. That's on you. Oh, shit. Yeah. We haven't had any good natural ones. Mm. Natural ones. Good <laughs> natural <Yeah>. ones. <laughs> God, it's worse than proper docking. Yeah, that might be. Uh, <laughs> I think I think there was a name of the show at the top of the show. You might just be able to get away with using that all instead. Right. I don't know. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, hey, thanks uh, for uh, listening. This has been your Giant Bombcast after show for today, the 21st. Today's date. Today's date is November. Yeah, uh, November 21st, 2017. Uh, and thanks everybody. We'll be back, uh, next week with the Bombcast and with everybody in town, we got to figure out if we're going to do after shows or not. I suspect we're going to want to, but it comes down to a lot of scheduling stuff. We only have that team from, from New York in town for a brief period of time and we need to get a lot of stuff done while they're out here. So that might take precedent. We'll see how it goes. In the meantime, keep natural. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.